This is your podcast for all things refinishing. I'm Lane Ball with Zebras Before and After. Welcome to episode 208. That's one thing I'm trying to work on is the step away, you know? I, yeah, I'm the same. And I think it's just because we're so excited, you know, to complete a piece and we want to see the look. Ex- that's exactly, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I do. I get so excited. I can't, almost can't wait when you get to that stage and your prep work is done and you've got your vision and you like just want it to happen all at once. So we are stepping back into December for a portion of our podcast because we want to make sure you hear from the winners of the Zebra Review December Contest Zebra Entry Tables. Today we are joined by the featured judge, Katie Cloud, with Katie and Company Home, and she chats with our winners about the refinishing process. We hear a tip from Diana with Pink Pinecone on when you need to sand your pieces. Stay with us, friends. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. Alert, alert. I know that is, as my kids sometimes say, cringy, but I knew it would get your attention. Today is Wednesday, January 25th. You know what that means? That means you only have roughly two days left to enter the 2022 International Zebra Golden Brush Awards, depending on when you're listening. We have already had many entries, but we know that there is always an influx of entries at the last minute. And just as a side note, that doesn't necessarily mean you are a procrastinator. For most, it just means you are very, very busy each day. However, it's not hard to overlook the time and totally miss out on a great opportunity for every refinisher. If you're going to wait until Friday, make sure you set an alarm. Why don't you just do that right now to remind you to enter? If not, enter today. All entries must be refinished between January 1st, 2022 through December 31st, 2022. You have until this Friday, January 27th, 2023 to enter. Simply go to enjoyzebra.com and click on the tab at the upper right hand corner that says Golden Brush Awards. Our 10 categories are artistic close-up, clean and classic, dramatic makeover, farmhouse style, MCM, multicolored piece, new artist of 2022, repurposed piece, restored wood, unpainted, and staging. To read a description of each category, make sure you go to enjoyzebra.com and check out the GBA page. This year, Fusion Mineral Paint, D. Lawless Hardware, and Surf Prep Sanding will be joining Zebra to offer incredible prizes. This year's international judging panel consists of Ashley Crew with Blue Red Interiors from Australia, Chloe Kempster with Chloe Kempster Design from the UK, Fabby Brown with Blush and Ivy Design from the US, Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture from the US, Katie Kyle with Katie and Company from the US, Katie Scott with Salvage by K. Scott from Canada, and Lauren Schwachina from Portland Row Living from the US. And here's a word from one of our prize sponsors this year, Jenny Lynn with Fusion Mineral Paint. Hey there, it's Jenny Lynn, founder of Fusion Mineral Paint, and I'm so excited to share that we are a sponsor of the Zebra Golden Brush Awards this year. I have to say, the entries we've seen have completely blown us away. We're all hooked and can't wait to see who takes home the top prize. But let me tell you, choosing a winner is going to be tough. Every single project is just so impressive. We're so honored to be part of this event and can't wait to see what the future holds for all of the talented artists out there. Thanks for having us. You are correct, Jenny Lynn. Our international judges will have a tough challenge ahead of them. Christmas has come and gone, and now we are in the long winter month of January. It's like everyone can slow down a bit, take a deep breath from the busy holidays, and get back into the daily tasks of, well, the new year, 2023. 
We do want to reflect a bit on the month of December as we highlight the Zebra Review winners for the category Zebra Entry Tables. I thought this was a unique one because entry tables can be pretty diverse. We also have the pleasure of welcoming our Zebra Review Featured Judge for December, Furniture Refinishing Pioneer. I say that as a tremendous compliment because even though she is still quite young, she was one of the first to really do some extraordinary and inspiring refinishing. She now spends a great deal of her time with her company, Katie and Company Home, where she still does some refinishing and creates incredible soy candles and several amazing fragrance products. Welcome, Katie Cloud. Hey, Lane. How's it going? I'm doing well, and it's such a pleasure to have you back on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I know you enjoy the holidays, but they also mean a great deal of work for you, don't they? I mean, I saw your stories. I mean, you were like making candles, you were shipping, you were probably pretty worn out over the holidays. Yeah, definitely. And I always feel like at the end of, you know, the holiday season, you're like, oh, I get to finally take a break, which I do take a good amount of time off right away afterward. But it just seems every year it's just back into the game and just as busy. And I feel like after the holidays, my mind, the creativity is back and it's time to refresh and start something new. Yeah, it, it really is. It's uh, And a lot of folks do that. I mean, it's like you come out of the holidays, you take that vacation or break, and then you're like, okay, 2023, what's uh, what's new for this year? Now, is, is Christmas, is that like one of your favorite holidays? Um, I do love Christmas, yes. I definitely love the holidays leading up to Christmas, I feel like, a little bit more. But um, I think just being in the industry of, you know, making gifts for people, it can get a little hectic, but I do like I do like it. I like the the family time and the relaxation. Yeah, I was wondering about that because because you are so busy at Christmas, and if that's a holiday that you really really get excited about and enjoy, you really probably don't get to enjoy it as much as you really would like to, just because you're so busy. Yeah, sometimes yeah, but it's always good to take that break, like I said, and enjoy it with the kids. So yeah, listen, I saw in your IG account, Katie Cloud, that you just showcased what is going to be in your Valentine's Day box. Tell us all about it, and is there still time for folks to sign up to purchase one? Yes. Okay. So every um, like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, I just do a special little see, uh, like little box that just makes it so easy to gift um, everything you need is there. And this year um, I always obviously have a candle in there and I try to do a perfume because I feel like that's kind of romantic and it's a good thing for um, gifting during this time. Um, So this year I have a candle, a perfume, a solid perfume, some matches and some chocolates, of course. Mm. So they uh, (laughs) actually are, um, they'll be online and available and I will ship them. I do some local pickup in the area. It's just always goes so well. And it, like I said, it's so easy for you to just grab a gift and be done with it. I like putting them yeah. together for people. Yeah. Now, do you, uh, I believe there, aren't they limited uh, numbers of boxes that you do for each, uh, each holiday? Yep. It's a limited amount. Um, and every year I just add a little bit more and, it's just been great every year. And this year I have a couple little extra things that um, if you don't buy a, a Valentine's Day box, other items that uh, would be good for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day gifting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't you can't beat uh, those fragrance, uh, those perfumes and stuff you have are like incredible. My wife thoroughly <laughs> enjoys them. And, and uh, so <laughs> we're grateful for you for that. Thanks. 
Well, as mentioned earlier, this month's category for the Zebra Review is Zebra Entry Tables. As a featured judge, I bet it was fun reviewing all of the entries to choose your top five. I mean, it's challenging too, isn't it? Yes, I. there were so many great ones. And I, they, they're such versatile pieces that there were so many different styles and different types of pieces, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's one thing I liked about this category is that um, really an entry table can be a number of different other styles or categories of uh, furniture. So it works it was a little more broad-based, which gave a lot more opportunity for people to jump into the competition for December. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've asked all the judges this question since the Z Review changed from monthly themes to monthly categories. Uh, are you enjoying the new direction? Yes, I, I really do like this. And I like that it's, you know, the pieces from the year and are from, it's not just down to a certain time frame. Yeah, I know that, uh, that that's also a lot nicer. I mean, because it's frustrating if somebody's like, if we say zebra buffets for November and then it's like, I just did one two months ago. Yeah. <laughs> or they feel, buffet right now. don't feel like they have to hurry up and find that perfect piece and get it done right away yeah. and. It's not yeah. uh, pressure, not so much pressure. Right. Well, we are excited to introduce our winners. Katie, would you do the honors and announce the winners? Yes. Okay. So we have in third place, Mayor with 100,000 welcomes. And second place, Deanna and Bonnie with Cornflower Restoration. And in first place, Richa with House We Call Home. Wow. Congratulations to all three of you. Well done. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Well, we were really sorry it didn't work out for Cornflower Restorations to join us. Bonnie and Deanna are a mother and daughter team in Australia, and we were not able to find a time that worked out for everyone due to the huge time difference. With that said, they did provide a recording, so we will play that when we get to their piece. Also, I hope to have them on the podcast this year, so stay tuned for that. Well, a lot of unpredictable weather this time of year, so let's find out if we are experiencing similar weather or very different conditions. We range from places like Iowa, Illinois, Connecticut, to North Carolina. So, Katie, let's start with you, and then we'll work our way around to Richa, then to Mayor. Okay, so we've actually had some really dry weather in Iowa. It's been, we've been kind of in a drought, and which is not good because we are definitely a farming area. You know, we have mm-hmm. corn and beans yeah. and uh, cows and a lot of animals to take care of here. Um, but we did, however, get a, finally get a good big snowstorm, which we'll take it because we need the moisture. So I think we got eight inches of snow um, on Wednesday into Thursday. So it's been a full day of pushing snow yesterday and clearing sidewalks um, at home and our businesses in town. So it was kind of like a fun little snow day for us adults. Uh, the kids had the day off at school. So there was lots of kids playing in snow piles in town. Um, which was fun. But we've had a pretty mild, mild winter, um, so I can't complain. Yeah, well, hopefully, like you said, hopefully you guys will get uh, at least some rain and maybe some more snow to kind of make up for the, the deficit. Yeah. Uh, you, you're you building a house, too, so you're, you're yep. in the dry, and I think you're doing interior work now, so you're kind of in pretty good shape there. Yep, yep. We don't have to be outside. and We actually still need to do <laughs> siding, but we're going to kind of wait until the weather warms up to finish that. That'll be our last last project. Yeah, what's, so what's your, do you have a move-in date that you're sort of working toward? Well, uh, we sh- we're crossing our fingers that within 
I say three weeks, but I'm going to say by the end of February, we are moved in and living and there might be some small projects that we have to complete, but we are on the home stretch and I can't wait because I'm so ready to, I have literally been hoarding pieces of furniture for five years for this house and um, just knowing like these are going in there and there are some that my style has changed a little bit that I'm like, okay, I guess it's time to, you know, let go of some of these, but they're in a trailer ready and I cannot wait to get them out (laughs) and refresh them and get them in there. So that's going to be my favorite part. Well, with your skills, uh, I'm sure that uh, is going to be a lot of fun for you and it's going to be beautiful and inspiring for a lot of other people because I know you're going to give tours through your Instagram story because we get to keep up to date with what you're doing now. The the floors that you put in are really, really beautiful and you did sort of a kind of a whitewash over them too, didn't you? Yeah, yep. We just did um, pine plank flooring. Um, Nothing fancy, nothing special, which I know... My dad is just just driving him crazy that we're not (laughs) putting in, you know, a nicer floor. But I really wanted um, an eclectic. My style is pretty eclectic and I really wanted, you know, some modern and some farmhouse and some vintage. So we definitely um, hit the old school farmhouse style flooring with just doing the pine planks. So they look really pretty. And yeah, we just did a we just did a whitewash. of uh, general finishes uh-huh. uh, alabaster, which is the same color that we painted on the wall, Sherwin-Williams alabaster. So I knew it would match really good. So it looks awesome and I'm so excited and I'm going to embrace the dents and the scratches because pine is soft and I know that and I knew that going in, but uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see how they stand up over the years. Yeah. I, I like to call those character building. I mean, those are That's character. Right. <laughs> Character marks on the house, right? That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's what makes them unique and and beautiful. Yeah. Well, we'll continue watching the progress on your house. Thanks. Richa, uh, give us uh, tell us where you're at and give us a little update on your weather. Uh, I'm at Illinois, and uh, it's just been gloomy today. I mean, we had you know typical weather with higher 30s this week, but you know nothing crazy. We just, you know, we get we got some light rain for a couple of days, and uh, it also snowed for a bit on Thursday. That's about it. At oh, least, okay. you know, it's not freezing like around Christmas, you know. Yeah, oh, when the man, wind chills were around like thirty-eight, minus thirty-eight. It was it was cold here in North Carolina too. Um, I think the blow was four degrees, which is very wow. very cold for us. <laughs> so I'm sure it was <laughs> frigid uh, in Illinois for sure. Mayor, you've got uh, some exciting news, which I think alludes when we were talking in the quote unquote green room <laughs> that uh, you're not really in Connecticut right now. No, or maybe you are, but maybe it's just further out from your yeah, town. Where are no, you? No, I'm actually. In um, New York City, where my son and daughter-in-law live, um, I, I'm so excited to tell you that uh, my first granddaughter was born a week ago. She's a uh, week old today, so I'm spending oh, a little so bit cool. of time with them, and it's been amazing. Um, as far as the weather goes, it's very similar to home, actually, because I'm only about, you know, without traffic, about an hour away, but with an hour and a half away or so. But mm-hmm. our weather is very similar. And I'm kind of envious of Katie. I'm waiting for that first snow. I just, <laughs> I really am. <laughs> and I may, and I may um, kick myself when we actually get it, but <laughs> I'm very excited for it because we've been having some mild weather. We have, as 
also had the cold weather, the cold snap um, around Christmas, which actually is kind of nice to have a cold Christmas. Um, but now it's been mild. And uh, crazy enough, last night, there were some thunder and lightning storms, which is really unusual for January. So wow. um, waiting on that snow. So Katie, <laughs> send it this way. Okay? <laughs> well, you know, winter just started. I feel like we all yeah. think winter is almost over after the holidays. That's true. But winter doesn't start till late December. So we still got some time. That's true. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You're right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> I saw a thing the other day, and it was like, 65 days till spring. I was like, no. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Let's, Gee, let's just embrace it, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Wherever we're at, yeah. Oh, well, definitely congratulations, Mira. That's so exciting. Yeah, Your first grandbaby. Thank you. It's so exciting. So, yeah, yeah. all doing well, so great news. Well, we are eager to discuss your pieces, but before we do that, I just want to let our listeners know the flow of the show. Katie will ask a few questions of each of our winners about their pieces. Of course, uh, the other um, skin asks some questions as well and comment. Uh, as always, I will lob in one of my fun out of nowhere questions for each winner. Basically, these are questions that have absolutely nothing to do with refinishing. <laughs> By the way, each guest will receive a different question, so that means you can't think about what your answer will be ahead of time. <laughs> That's part of the fun. Ooh, <laughs> it takes me back to my speech class. <laughs> oh, that was an awful experience in speech. It was impromptu. And because I was ball, I went first. Oh, yeah, and first in the, the alphabet. It, it, yeah, that <laughs> that's nice. funny. And what, was, what really stunk is that she asked the same question of all the other students. You know, so they, so had they time were sitting to prepare. Here, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. So, so that's one reason why I'm asking you guys different questions. Yeah, <laughs> no head start. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Let's dive into your stunning award-winning pieces. Richa, you won first place with your entry table that is really a credenza. Describe it for our listeners, and then Katie will ask you some questions. Sure. Um, first of all, um, I wanted to thank you for having me here. I mean, I am truly honored, you know, to be recognized among such incredible talents. So uh, my piece, uh, it's a buffet, but, you know, it's so versatile that uh, it can be styled as a server, you know, media console, or even an entry table. So uh, it is a solid pine, and uh, I got it for free from Facebook Marketplace. And uh, it has been finished, refinished with the raw wood look, exposing, you know, those beautiful wood grains. It has two cabinets with uh, beautiful arch doors, new modern hardware, and uh, all the drawers and backings has fresh liners. Okay, Katie, you got some questions for Rita? Yeah, so I love this piece. It's so pretty. I love the curves <laughs> um, so on the fronts of the drawers. You know, all I could think when I was reading about your piece is you sanded mm-hmm. it, stripped it, and sanded it down to a raw wood. And yes. I had done a piece um, that had a lot of detail on it before, and I remember, you know, getting in all of those little grooves with sandpaper, trying to get all of the residue from the sealer out. Mm-hmm. And my thing, my fingertips, I feel like were raw (laughs) and uh did you use any special sort of tool to get you know in those grooves to get that finish out well so uh, you know this was my first piece that i fully sanded to the bare wood and also my you know first time working with the pine wood so you know pine wood is soft so um the challenges i faced was like first Stripping wise, uh, I use, you know, stripping gel to strip the entire buffet. You know, it's very time consuming. It's a bit messy. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the first time I did, it didn't strip well. So I had to do it twice. But 
so that was the first challenge I, you know, faced on this one. So the second challenge was, um, yeah, uh, the pine is softwood and, you know, I had to be extra careful while sanding because um, those curves, uh, I almost burned through one. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they could, they can easily lose the shape as well. And um, they also get scratches easily. So to avoid those scratches, I had to, you know, uh, sand uh, using uh Oh, so I had to go like with smaller increments of sand unit while using those grids. Like I couldn't just move from 120 to 220 grid. So I had to go from 120 to 150, 180 to 220. So it, it was, in, you know, labor intensive. <laughs> so because mm -hmm. of these reasons, you know, um, I had to hand sand those curves and tight spots. And um, yes, actually, this is what it drained me, to be quite honest. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's so pretty. And then you did a tan wash over this piece. How did you how did you do that? Like, did you use a certain product or? Well, uh, after I sanded it down, you know, the pine was like it had different tones throughout, and it, there were like big knots, pine knots like that. I was a fan of. I, I knew mm -hmm. I was you know I was going with the rawwood look, so um, I went with a heavy paint wash. I did two coats. And uh, actually, that blended in those knots and uh, even evened out those tones. But, you know, I was still able to see those beautiful greens. Yeah, it's so pretty. And I love the matte. I love the matte sealer. I'm a big fan yes, of, I did. Uh -huh. you know, matte. Yeah. And I love that this piece is very, I feel like you can go so many directions with it being, you know, timeless and classic and modern. Mm -hmm. You can even farmhouse, you know, putting how you decorate it could really change and just it could complement any style. Mm -hmm. What are your plans with this piece? Is this something that you sold or were you keeping it? I think I would have to keep this piece. <laughs> Actually, it is sold. <laughs> oh, it is sold. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's sold in a flash. It is so beautiful. No, actually, not quite. So not uh, quite. I not quite. So <laughs> I refinished this buffet like like uh, right before Thanksgiving. I mean, I sell most of my pieces through Facebook Marketplace and, you know, I knew it was going to be hard to sell, you know, going into the holiday season. And mm -hmm. uh, I did get a couple of interests, but, you know, not a full commitment. So I think it's sat there until end of December. So what happened was, you know, so my client um, who uh, bought this buffet uh, reached out after Christmas. I mean, she loved the piece so much, but, you know, uh, she couldn't commit right away. Because she uh, wanted to be delivered sometime uh, mid-January, you know, after she moved into her new home. But <laughs> on the other hand, I wanted this space gone sooner. You know, because yeah. It's, yeah, it's huge. Taking and up your I, space. Yeah, it's, I have limited space. I mean, I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> then, then I decided to sell it through Instagram. That's when I posted <laughs> This piece, I think it was on Jan December 31st. So December 31st morning, I posted it. And a couple of hours later, my client, you know, who was interested in the first place, she claimed it. And we just delivered it a couple of days back. Where did you find this? Do you um, like shop for furniture online or do you like to go thrifting? Well, I got this for free from Facebook Marketplace. Awesome. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I get pretty lucky. I mean, I've been quite lucky, you know, getting my hands on those quality furnitures for free from Facebook mm -hmm. Marketplace. So. 
I have a quick question for you, Richa. Uh-huh. Um, this may be a crazy question, uh, <laughs> you know, but I'm going to ask it anyway because maybe there's some <laughs> maybe there's some newbies out there that uh, have never done a wash. So, mm-hmm. when when you do the wash, um, you said you did two coats. Tell me about the process because I think what you do is you you paint on the wash and then you wipe it off. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so it depends, actually. Uh, since I sometimes people would just, you know, paint wash over and wipe it off or they just paint wash and then let it sit to dry. So since I was going with a heavier paint wash, I painted it, you know, let it sit there for a while. And I just wiped it a little bit only. So not very much. So Okay. Okay, gotcha. I, I mean, I've never done I've never done a wash myself. I always thought it would be really cool to try, and I've seen tons of people doing it. And usually, what they do is they paint it on, then they wipe it off. But you brought some good clarity there uh, on the options when you're when you're doing it. And I guess the bottom line is you're just thinking about the end result, what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So that's the good thing about paint wash. You know, I mean, it just depends on you can just keep on you know working on it until you like it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can put as many layers as you want. Yeah. And you can just sand them off, you know, or yeah, it, it's very easy <laughs> yeah. for me at least. <laughs> yeah. Well, very good. Well, it definitely is quite beautiful and uh great job on staging too. I mean, yeah, that's just, uh, it's, it's spot on. Well, Reach, are you ready for my fun out of nowhere question? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um here it is. What classic book title depicts your outlook for the new year? A, Great Expectations, written by Charles Dickens. B, Sense and Sensibility, written by Jane Austen. C, Hard Times, by Charles Dickens. Or D, The Call of the Wild, by Jack London. Oh, shoot. It's <laughs> <laughs> a so just, hard just, one. <laughs> so just go by the title. It doesn't have to necessarily mean consistent with the book itself, the contents of the book, but Great Expectations, Sense and Sensibility, Hard Times, or The Call of the Wild. I would say Hard Times. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 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 there is no wrong answer. Well, uh, but why do you say hard times? I mean, honestly, I haven't read the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's more about the title reflecting like uh, your outlook into the new year. Do you say that because of the economy or do you, what's, what's your uh, reasoning behind choosing hard times? Well, hard times, you know, because, um, you know, I just started refinishing in July last year. Yeah. And you know, I was still figuring out, you know, everything. <laughs> Like, um, I started, just started posting it in November though, you know, I was still figuring out you know, everything about how to refinish, you know, staging, you know, uh, social media, everything. So, I mean, it was pretty hard, you know, yeah. navigating those, uh, avenues. So, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll join with you, but we'll add great expectations. How's that? <laughs> yeah, very good. All right. Well, beautiful piece, Richa. Richa can be uh, reached on Instagram at house.wecall.home. Next up is Bonnie and Deanna with Cornflower Restorations, a mother and daughter team out of Australia. They won second place with their lovely table. Let's listen in as they share the details. Hi there. This is Bonnie and Deanna from Cornflower Restorations. And we are a mother and daughter team based in Melbourne, Australia, and we won second place in the December monthly competition. Um, The piece that we won the prize for was 
a red cedar hall table. It was a commission piece and had been in um, the family for many years. The owner's father had found it in hard rubbish many years back and had restored it. The daughter loved it and wanted to keep it and give it an updated look to fit in with a new home that um, her and her husband had built. And so this is where we came in. Um, my job in the whole scenario was to remove, to do all the preparation and do the sanding. So this involved just removing the original hardware and um, sanding. And much of the sanding was done with the electric sander, but a lot more was done with hand sanding to get into the fine detailed areas. And once I'd finished and got it to a good state, then that's where Bond took over. Our client wanted a lighter look for this piece. And after doing some samples, we decided to do a paint wash to lighten it. Because it is such a deep reddish brown timber, we ended up having more trouble with it than we first expected. No matter which paint wash we used, the wood took on a real salmon pinkish tone, which we didn't think was very pleasant. We tried three different colours of paint wash, white, a tan and even a green to neutralise the pink, but nothing seemed to help. If the client wasn't happy with it, our next step would have been to bleach it, but thankfully that wasn't a problem. After varnishing it, we finished it off with the B handles our client chose and the original brass casters on the feet. We were pleasantly surprised with how well it's turned out and even more surprised with how popular it's been. Thanks Zebra and all the sponsors and judges for this competition. We really appreciate this opportunity and have had lots of fun entering it. We're looking forward to the Golden Brush Awards next. Thank you so much, Deanna and Bonnie. They can be reached on Instagram at Cornflower Restorations. Congratulations to you both. We're going to take a quick break to hear from a fan of our sponsor. Hi, this is Jen from Vintage Sisters, and this podcast is sponsored by our friends at Zebra. Where do I begin to share our favorite things about Zebra paintbrushes? Let's start with our favorite brush, the square. Hands down, we don't do a project without one. We love this brush for getting into grooves, corners, and detailed edges. Zebra brushes come in a variety of shapes and sizes, and they're very affordable, so that price point is an added bonus. When you get the chance to try one out and see for yourself what a flawless finish they can help you achieve with your project, we're confident that you'll be hooked on them as well. Thanks, Jen. We appreciate you and Amanda, and we love that you love our brushes. Our third place winner is Mare with 100,000 welcomes. Mare's piece is a smaller buffet style that also works as an entry table. Mare, describe it for our listeners, and then Kitty will ask you some questions. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Um, um, my piece was a primitive 1930s buffet, which had a very large drawer and, and cabinet with shelving underneath. Um, it was that old orangey pine finish, but solid um, salad, solid pine, <laughs> which was very nice. So, <laughs> yeah, this was kind of unique. Um, it had peg construction, which is really nice. Like, it just remind you of an old, um, like 
Katie, I could picture it in your store. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's so pretty. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really a nice piece. So, so solid, which is um, so great about these old pieces. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Hey, Katie, you got some questions for Mayor? So when I first saw this, um, I knew it was Mayor's. I've been following along with her for a long, long time, kind of since the beginning. Um, right back at you. been a good inspiration, and um, I love her style. I feel like I kind of feel like I had a theme like with the the pieces I chose and a lot of them were just you know the lighter whitewashy um wood tones so um which is crazy because with me doing the same thing with our pine floors trying to get that you know yellow yeah. out and give them more of a a, a whitewashy look right. um but this piece do you think that it ever had another piece that sat on top of it or was it kind of just its own I, you know, there was no, you know how sometimes you can tell that there was no, like, let's call it staining or wear, you know, there was nothing like that. So I really think that it was just a standalone piece. Um, it had a maker's mark it was Cushman Colonial, um, oh, which wow. I actually have a buffet right now, Cushman Colonial. And they're from, um, the Vermont, Bennington, Vermont area, um, from the, early thirties to the sixties. So, um, but I definitely think this was a more primitive piece. There's a lot of information about them online. Almost you can find their catalogs. So I do think this was the way the piece was probably used. Um, as I did not find any, anywhere I had to fill. Do you know what I mean? That would have yeah, um, yep. had something on top of it. So, um, yeah, but I, I, I definitely thought the same thing because it, it had that look. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or it could be like a, not a pie safe, but you know, kind of like a, yeah. more like a display piece on top. But yeah, the interesting thing about this one, it was a little higher, you know? So that's, um, that's why I almost thought like, oh, wow, maybe someone who had a store would be such a great counter, you know, or yeah. a display piece in a store is what, I don't know why that was just kind of when I started working on it, that was like, oh, where my gut was leaving leading me, but it ended up in someone's dining room. So, um, great, Very great pretty. piece. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. This is a, obviously a washed piece. What was yes. your uh, process in, what was the color of your piece? Was it a darker color to start? Yeah. So it was that orangey color. You know how, um, I think a lot of times early on with pine, they tried to hide all the things, all the character that we now love so much. Mm -hmm. So it was like that orangey old varnish. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. um, yeah, I think we've all seen that. And, um, as far as my process, I really did not intend to leave it raw. Um, I definitely thought the top, but then when I got going, the finish just came off with very little effort. And after I saw that beautiful wood, I said, I, I just can't cover it up with, with paint. And, um, you know, I just went with it because I was like, this is absolutely beautiful. On one of the doors, there was, you know, let's call it wood grain or like a, a Let's just call it a birthmark, let's say, and yeah. on the whole thing. So I did a little extra work and a little extra blending. And that is that can be kind of tricky with the washes, making it all blend because like we've all three of us have talked about how soft pine is, how unforgiving it can be, you know. Um, but 
we kind of embraced that. I kind of embraced that for that. And what I did was mm-hmm. after it was sanded down very easily, no complaints and not a lot of detail on this piece. So it was very easy um, as far as carved detail. Do you know what I mean? No, not yeah. much hand sanding for me. So I lucked out. So Richa, you probably don't want to hear that, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I lucked out. And then I was also lucky because a lot of times pine can not take to washes, you know, as far as, um, I don't know if anyone's found this, but you know, it, it can even, you can get some tannins through it, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, even though it's not typically a red wood, it just maybe doesn't really you have to be very careful <laughs> once again. And then the blending with the <laughs> knot holes and everything. So I used, um, a great color by Shacto interiors called sand, um, in, in her milk paint line. That's a, a just a, touch off white and I, you know, doubled milk paint is usually one to one, um, to get it, you know, for, for when you're painting with it. So I probably did a two to one or, um, sometimes, which isn't good. I'm an eyeballer. So I would imagine that a wash is at least a two to one even a three to one. And like I said, when I did extra work on, um, the, especially that cabinet door sticks out to me that I really did a little more blending. So I may have done a different consistency there, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely, um, just kind of did a little step back, let it happen. I have to remind myself to be a little more patient and let it dry. Cause I'm always like, jumping back in for that next coat. And that's one thing I'm trying to work on is the step away, you know? So I, yeah, I'm yeah. the same. And yeah. I think it's just because we're so excited, you know, to complete a piece and we want to see the look. Ex- that's exactly, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. I do. I get so excited. I can't almost can't wait when you get to that stage and your prep work is done and you've got your vision and you like just want it to happen all at once. So I'm working on patience. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) and I know what you mean like when the I feel like any piece that was you know really old and primitive that had that like ready orange lacquer I don't even know what the heck what the heck were they using (laughs) yeah I I really I really wonder that I know I feel like that because I've done a couple pieces that are like that and I've tried to whitewash and you think like you get it all off I think it soaks in there and it's down Mm -hmm. deep in the wood because you can finish your piece you do your whitewash and then when it comes to sealing it your day can just be ruined because some tannins are still wanting to come through but this piece is so good and I love how rustic it is and the same with um Richa's piece, it's very timeless and classic, yeah. and it can go into so many different categories. I feel like that has changed mm-hmm. so much. Um, there's not just, like, this can go into multiple categories, whereas maybe, like, five, four years ago, I would have said, oh, this is farmhouse. Well, right. you know, just by changing knobs and anything like that, you can make a piece timeless where it can fit anywhere. Yeah. And I think this really, could go in a modern home, um, yeah. rustic farmhouse, anything as well. Yeah. Thank you. I felt, I really felt the same way. And, um, one thing I forgot to mention, I did change out the hardware and then I, um, went and I didn't know if that made it look too farmhousey because this, however, how beautiful. And I, I always, wanted someone anyone just see this in person you will love it it took a very very long time to sell probably six months so 
Um, for mm. me, it was hanging around and I was just, you know, once again, working on my patients and I thought, ah, oh, what do I do? Do I change out the hardware again? Give it more of that, um, like kind of, uh, um, high end that, you know, the, the high end furniture stores are really doing this, this look, you know, but mm-hmm. they may have like straight bar poles and a brass, you know what I mean? As opposed to the darker cup poles. But, you know, luckily the person before I had to do that, I did find someone who was very interested in, you know, loved it as is because that's, you could just change the look when you do washes by your hardware can change everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I did feel this piece was really versatile. I felt it was versatile for any home. And I've also felt I love the fact I have a hutch in my entryway. So I'm so excited that this was recognized as an entry piece because they're just great. You stash your keys. I always think like hats and mittens for the kids or, you know, that kind of thing. So I do, I do love the versatility of pieces. And sometimes you just have to put that little bug in, in your description and someone would say, Hey, yeah, I would love somewhere to keep my kids hats and mittens or their uh, backpacks, you know, stash them there in my entryway. We know where it is if you don't have a mudroom or whatever. So yeah, I, I'm really yeah, excited sure. that that um that this worked like this and i love all three pieces because they're each so similar but each so different in this mm-hmm. that that one for this category i absolutely love them all so anyway Same. yeah i just i can't believe this thing sat for six months I mean, that just amazes me. Yeah, it that did. I would have gotten that baby up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. I um, Well, you know what? That's why I was just like, okay, patience, patience. And yeah. I just, you know, kind of kept at it. And I think it's very funny because it has not happened to me. And I do know that there are some purists out there that don't care for um, painted furniture. And I, I was chuckling to myself. I have never gotten those complaints, but I thought, well, here is a, you know, a, a solid yeah. wood piece and, you know, come, come get it. Come and get it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where so, are you now? Right. Where are you <laughs> now? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, and you, you mentioned too, that it was, it's a tall piece, taller piece, right? Yeah, because it was a the, taller piece. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so, interesting. Like, I wonder, does it, where did it come up? Does it, like, when you're standing next to it? Yeah, when you're standing next to it, like, I would say a lot of buffets are, like, so let's say hip height. This uh-huh. was a tiny bit, tiny bit higher than hip height. So, oh, um, yes. at right now, I don't have the measurements at my fingertips, but um, that is how I would describe it, like, a little higher than hip height, which almost, and that's why I say, like, oh, a store counter where you could sit behind it and have your, you know, have, have your... um your pay station, let's say, or whatever. Yeah, that's what, but it did go to someone's dining room. So lucky them. <laughs> like those uh, empire buffets that had that little piece yeah. of glass, like that mirror behind them almost. Yes. You know what yes. I'm talking about? Like, is it, it's, those are a little taller. They're a little taller. So it must've been, even though that was more, empire's probably like, what, a little more turn of the century. This is yeah. definitely the thirties, but it still followed suit. So yeah. It's yeah. Well, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have described this as a little bit smaller buffet style than in my description because now that we've talked about it, it's like it's really cool that it has that kind of height to it. Yeah, we'll call it a little bit taller buffet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> as opposed to smaller. <laughs> yeah, and and also, uh, all three of you guys did a phenomenal job on staging, and I, you know, I hope that goes without saying when it comes to Z review because our judges really, and they've all talked with us, Katie. You can even you you've said this often too, but staging is so important. I mean, obviously the 
refinishing has to be there. But so often, a lot of times people do great refinishing work, but then they don't stage it well. And then, you know, it just, it doesn't put it, you're not putting it in the best possible light. And uh, so all of these pieces are just beautifully staged. And uh, so A plus on that as well. Thank that's you. Another, that's another patience thing, Mayor. You got to wait. I know. The, I'm, I know. I'm so impatient. And if the lighting exactly. is not right or if it's too sunny, you're like, why do I want to do it now? I know. <laughs> I know. You're so right. I just tried to take pictures the other day. And I when I took a look at them, I said, oh, it's going to be a retake just because the lighting was a little off. So um, once again, patience. <laughs> so. yeah, it makes a difference. I know. I know. All right, Mayor, are you ready for your fun out of nowhere question? Oh, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So listen, since we just came out of the holidays, I thought it'd be fun to ask okay. this question. So which movie best describes your family's holiday experience? Ooh, A, okay. National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, Crazy uh, and Disastrous. Uh, <laughs> B, a Hallmark movie, Happily Predictable. Mm -hmm. C, Home Alone, Depressed and Alone. <laughs> D, Little Women, Quaint and Nostalgic, or if you have a different movie uh, that more accurately represents your family's experience, you can go for it. So you, oh can, you can go on your own or you can choose A through D, and that I'll, I'll go over them real quick. National Lampoon, Christmas Vacation, Hallmark Movie, Home Alone, or Little Women. Okay, well, I love Christmas and I love Christmas movies. And... Um, Gosh, I I want to say it, it'd be like a combination of two. Like the, I want to okay. say that like <laughs> this year we had a really great um, holiday, and you know we changed one tradition, but um, it is kind of happily predictable. Thank goodness. So not as cheesy <laughs> as a Hallmark movie, but I love Hallmark movies, so I might have to go with that. And Little Women have happens to be one of my favorite books so um i also love the warm cozy that their christmas kind of um yeah. gave off so yeah i mean it sounds but i you know we do have some crazy uncles so i could go with <laughs> i could go with answer a as well so let's just say it's just the best of yeah. all the all the movie worlds so yeah yeah except maybe home alone it didn't sound like they was depressed oh, no. and alone no it wasn't depressed <laughs> <laughs> that might be that that's the answer for the 26th and the 27th home alone like let's just <laughs> put our feet up so yeah <laughs> you you handled this question really well because i think it is true for i bet you most people would say yeah definitely national lampoon definitely right. a little bit of a hallmark <laughs> a movie bit of a hallmark, and right. definitely a little bit of the little women in there yeah. too so yeah that was, that so yeah. well thanks you picked some good ones thank you <laughs> Very good. Well, Mayor can be reached on Instagram at 100, uh, the numbers, 100,000 welcomes. Congratulations, Mayor. Thanks again. Today's refinishing tip comes from Diane with the Pink Pine Cone. Hey, this is Diane with the Pink Pine Cone, and my tip is around prepping your piece, particularly as it pertains to staining it. So when you know you're going to be applying stain to the wood, you want to be careful not to use a sandpaper that's too fine. Um, the reason for this is you can actually start to tighten the wood grain and seal the wood, which won't allow the stain to properly penetrate. So I typically start with like a 100, 120 grit sandpaper, just depending on how damaged the piece is. Um, then I work my way up to those finer grits, progressing through each one without skipping any. So amongst other things, jumping or skipping around can sometimes cause those squiggle marks you get. 
And again, with staining the piece in mind, I'll stop at 180 grit for harder woods like oak and 220 for softer woods like pine. Then I apply my pre-stained conditioner, which they sell that pre-mixed, or you can just use a combination of shellac and alcohol wait a little bit and then I apply the stain. And that's my tip. If you have any questions or you want to follow me, I'm at Pink Pine Cone on Instagram. So happy refinishing. Wow. Tremendous insight, Diana. Thanks for sharing. Hi, it's Diane Williams with Art to Die For and IDAL, the International Decorative Artisans League. I'm here to invite the Zebra community of furniture artists to the 2023 IDAL convention this April in Charlotte, North Carolina. Join us for several days of classes, an expo, and great camaraderie with other decorative painters. Follow the IDAL Instagram page at I underscore am underscore IDAL to see information on the upcoming classes. The website soon will have all of the classes posted. The website is decorativeartisans.org. Hope to see you there. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Finishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on our enjoyzebra.com site, along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and happy refinishing.